Toni Cade Bambara is famous for a quote that she may or may not have said exactly this way. The role of the artist is to make the revolution irresistible. Tony lived a life of many layers and passions, both in her personal relationships and in her careers. She was an organizer, city welfare investigator, English and social work professor, freelance writer, acclaimed author and filmmaker, and she created work that reflected all of that. And that quote comes from an appreciation by Lindsay Ellis on Bambara's 76th birthday. It was during a 1970s interview about her work as an activist, author, and organizer that Bambara talked about artists and their role in social change movements. She was talking about what Photographs, graphics, music, words can do to galvanize a movement. How images, songs, symbols, and writing give justice work identification with a larger audience. If you think for a moment about such images, perhaps the raised fists, perhaps thousands upon thousands of pink knitted hats, perhaps a song that is the voice of a movement, including things like building bridges between our divisions, which was a labor movement song. Those are all things created by people who had a vision of the work done together and a way to express it that was taken up over and over and over again. So it became a symbol of that movement and a very visible reminder of the work. We are, once again, still at a moment that compels our artists to lend us their creativity, their vision for social change, but also at a moment still for people in leadership and in communities like this one being called to think beyond centuries of how things have always been, centuries-old systems and institutional structures which no longer serve in building the world we dream about. And here's the thing, as the musical Hamilton taught us, and serious students of U.S. history already knew, peaceful transfer of power not involving inherited privilege was, and is, apparently, unusual or radical even. We've gotten used to it. So why? when there are strong movements seeking to make radical change again in what government is meant to do. I'm using air quotes, I hate them, but meant to do, and even what our own Unitarian Universalist Association's purposes and principles are, why is it so hard to imagine doing something different? 
And perhaps my question should be not the imagination part of it, because we, we do that. Why is it so hard to make it happen? So I have three whys, and I'm not going to go into detail about them, but I want to name them, because I think one of them is fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of not being in charge, fear of having less of something. Control. So letting go of control that you've held on to for so long. And comfort. And I don't mean comfort in that soft blanket kind of thing, but the familiarity, the comfort of familiarity. This is how we do this. This is what we know how to do. This is how we've always done it. So those are, I think, three whys. There's probably a hundred more, but I think they boil down to those things. So my next question after why, which is always my favorite question, why? Why is that? Why did you say that? Is what? What do you mean? What if? What if, as Laura Eberly beautifully lays out for us in the first week. What if we just do it? What if we just take over that parking space? I didn't say it from the pulpit, so. What if, what if, either as a faith community or as a country, we could let go of those three things of fear, of the need for control, or the need for the comfort of being a dominant people. What if we could let go of those things and embrace something radically different, radically inclusive, Could you have imagined just 10 years ago that both this congregation and the Unitarian Universalist Association itself would let go, this is controversial, let go of Robert's Rules of Order (laughs) as a way to conduct meetings? Could you have imagined that 10 years ago? And yet it happened. Somebody said, eh, this isn't working so great. It's kind of hard. We need experts. So this congregation turned to a consensus model instead. The Unitarian Universalist Association during the annual meeting, the General Assembly, has turned from that very structured Robert's Rules of Order to something different. And yes, both of them take a little longer And they're a little messier. But it's more inclusive. More voices are heard. And discussion happens instead of being cut off. As part of the work I've been doing, and it's volunteer work, I want to be clear about that, um, with the Side with Love squads, that's the groups of people who are doing the focused work on four different areas of justice work. 
um, I facilitated a small group discussion around the book Defund Fear, which was the UUA's common read this past year. And this was a curriculum, six weeks, specifically for UU activists. So I know there are some other um, curricula out there that are maybe two to three weeks or several sessions, but this was a deep dive into the subject of abolition of prisons and of police. So I'd like to share with you a guided visualization exercise. The poem, The First Week, is something I encountered in this curriculum. And I've been diving deeper and deeper into the subject of abolition. Um, and so I've been sharing it a lot. So I'd like you to join me in this. Um, as often I, I do often with sermons, I will ask you to participate and create it with me. So here's the visualization. And we'll take a moment to picture this, and then I'll have you turn to somebody near you. Or if you're online, you could write it down um, or express it in some way. Let's imagine a world that is radically different from the one we live in today. What if one day you woke up to find that everyone in your community had what they needed to live in safety and health? What would be different in this world you imagined? What would a typical day look like for someone in this world? I invite you to imagine for a moment and then turn to someone near you and share what you imagined. Not the how to get there or why we need to get there. Share your vision for the radically different way. And especially remember what Unitarian Universalist values might you bring into this creative reimagining. Ground this in your faith. Ground this in your faith. And if you are someone who likes to process visually instead of orally, there are some art supplies up front. So if you would like to be in conversation with some creative art, please do come up and um, peruse and gather and work. And I will call us back together after five minutes. I know that's not luck. We may go longer, but we'll start with five minutes of imagining by ringing the singing bowl. So take five minutes, Either gather some art supplies or talk to someone near you about this imagined world. What would a day look like? All right. hate to stop the conversation. I apologize for that. Please talk afterwards too. <laughs> so have you solved everything? Have you found a way? 
Have you, that, that was not the assignment. I realized that. It was, you're the new king. Okay. Did we ask for a king? I'm not sure we needed a king. All right. A benevolent, benevolent overlord. So what I want to ask you right now is how does that feel? How does that world feel in your body? I I just, everybody's sitting a little taller. I just wanted to comment on that. As we started, you kind of like, oh no, what are we doing? A little relief, yeah. Like, oh look, we can imagine that. If we can imagine it, yeah, say it with me. We can do it. We are doing it. Because another learning from that defund fear curriculum were the just plethora of examples of these creative and imaginative solutions to many of the justice issues our own UU faith calls us to address. This is not new stuff. This is not new stuff. This is what we have been doing as a society, piece by piece by piece, community by community by community. We have done this. It just needs to be bigger. Can we lay out the budget benefits of justice jobs, of support programs that heal people instead of putting people locked away somewhere so that they're separate from their families and from their communities. Does that work? Has that worked? Not so much. But keeping people in community with support for their families, for the support for their health care, for their work, that works. That nourishes, that keeps people together and healthy. We can do this because we have done this. The solutions from that curriculum, the defund fear curriculum, promoted, each promoted three things that may sound familiar. And I actually pulled this from a a Washington Post article about better ways to absorb news or better ways to create news. It's a great, great article that some of what we're experiencing now is there's so much negative news. And someone studied these things and said that what people really need right now is not just the fact part, but some hope, a sense of agency, and dignity. Hope, a sense of agency, and dignity. It doesn't seem to me that that is too much to ask for a faith community or a country or a state or a school to offer people. We can do this 
because we have done it. And we are not in it alone. We do not have to invent it all by ourselves. We talk to each other and we lift up what works, what people need. Right here in this building are a hundred examples of all three of these ingredients, hope, a sense of agency, and dignity in action. That's the important part. We've done the imagining. What now? You, beloveds, have carried those three ingredients beyond these walls, and you have brought them here from other organizations. Hope, a sense of agency, and dignity. Where could you take them next? Work, please, yes. Government, please, yes. School, please, yes. Where else might we look for creative solutions to institutionalized injustices? Where could we plant pollinator gardens? Where are they desperately needed? In closing, I want to share words from a beloved ancestor of our UU faith, Elandria Williams. This is a portion of something she wrote. Imagine what we'd create if we were not always in this struggle. Imagine what we could envision if we were just allowed and just let be to go there. So tired of always having to resist, to fight, demanding and pushing. To everyone that has the courage, the power, the ability to co-create what we want and need, while rooted in what we cannot lose and who we are, you are the visionaries. You are the hope. You are our ancestors' dream. Amen. And blessed be.